Welcome back to the Spirits Guide Podcast. I am Rich, your guide through the intoxicating spirits world. And this is Tuesday Night Tastings. We have, uh, I have kind of retired Monday night sample size for a little bit. Uh, so many great, great samples you guys have given me, and it's been great to taste through them. This is just going to give me a little bit more freedom. So sometimes those samples will factor into this. Sometimes these will just be bottles kind of off the home bar. And really what I want to do is find things that kind of compare and contrast. So some nights it's going to be Tuesday night fight night. We're going to see who did it better. It might be tasting two rise against each other. Or it might be tasting, you know, Elijah Craig bourbon against Elijah Craig rye as a contrast. Some nights it's going to be Tuesday night flights where we're going to put together three or four whiskeys and taste them in sort of flight fashion. Um, and whenever you're doing flights, they should have some sort of linear connectivity to them. So we'll talk about that as well. Some nights it's going to be tasting a couple of different things and, and talking about them. So... On this first uh, Tuesday night tasting, this was kind of a fun one for me to do because they're always fun. It's always fun to taste interesting stuff. Uh, and it, it gets a little bit more interesting to taste them side by side. So for this episode, I have a sample of the Elijah Craig single barrel store pick barrel proof that I did a few months ago that just came into my store. Uh, two weeks ago now, not much of it left. Uh, if it sounds good to you, definitely get down there and, and grab a bottle. Uh, people are raving about it. And then I taste it against an Elijah Craig store pick barrel proof single barrel from Connecticut. Um, if you follow her on Instagram, she is known as Whiskey Mentors. Uh, her name is Irene Tam. And again, I mention it in the episode. I don't actually know Irene personally. I know of her from Instagram and from YouTube and from friends of mine who have been to her store and have raved about how great it is uh, and how very similar we are in the way we treat our customers and the way we enjoy uh, spirits. So, it, it's a fun sort of compare, contrast, uh, and enjoy kind of tasting for me. Now, if you like what's going on here, uh, you want to be part of this journey, go to the podcast page, follow it, give it a rating. That way there, when people are searching for podcasts like this, other people like you out there who want to join the family, it helps to populate that search when they're looking for things, the better ratings we have. You can follow on Instagram and Facebook as The Spirits Guide, where I'm always posting what I'm drinking. And by the way, I know there's a lot of people out there on Instagram who post pictures of bottles that they don't actually own, that they don't actually drink. If you ever notice there's a lot of those pictures where the bottles aren't even open. And to be fair, there's a lot of people out there who do drink. It's, it's split. Um, but everything I post is something that I have actually tasted. Anybody out there who thinks like, oh, you've got the greatest job. You just get to drink all the time. Like I love to tell people, sometimes I drink so you don't have to. Uh, yeah, I kiss a lot of frogs before I get to the prince sometimes. So, yeah, follow Instagram, Facebook, see what I'm drinking. I'm posting up things about what I'm watching or what I'm listening to or what I'm reading for books. Because really, spirits are great, but they're just a part of sort of the human connections that we have. So yeah, 
Uh, wow. A little stagger there. We're going to leave this in anyways. We won't edit it out. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, you can leave reviews and comments on the podcast. You can also message me directly through both of those platforms. And if you, you know, if you have a sample that you're curious on my opinion of, if there is something I taste, especially on this Tuesday night tasting series that, you know, you're like, hey, that sounds good. You know, shoot me a message if I've got enough of it around and, you know, we're in the same area. I will do everything I can to get you a sample of what it is that I'm drinking. Um, If you have an idea for a show or if you just want to come in, sit here and co-host with me. I always love talking to interesting people and kind of geeking out and going down rabbit holes. So if you want to come talk movie, music, TV shows, spirits, whatever, uh, message me through those. Or you can message me directly through uh, the Spirits Guide 89 at gmail.com. That was a mouthful. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Uh, Full episode drops on Friday. And uh, enjoy. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. All right, so here we are. A new segment on Spirit Sky Podcast. We've kind of retired uh, Monday night sample size for a little bit, just kind of switching things up, expanding what we're doing. And this is going to be the start of Tuesday night tastings. Now, sometimes Tuesday night tastings will just be Tuesday night tastings. Sometimes there'll be Tuesday night fights. Sometimes there'll be Tuesday night flights. But really, the the basis of this whole concept of what I want to do is when I find whiskeys that have, you know, like a common thread. Obviously, if you're putting a flight together, there's a linear attachment between whether it's a flight of whiskeys or a flight of tequilas or, or whatever it is. The flights are usually designed to, to tell a story, whether they're all bottled in bond or whether they're all Añejo tequilas or whatever it is. There's usually a commonality between them when you're doing flights. Sometimes if it's going to be a Tuesday night fights, you know, there might be you know, who did it better. It might be, you know, say uh, a Jim Beam Rye against uh, an Elijah Craig Rye or something like that. Or it just might be something, you know, two different brands that put out, you know, a, a rye that's, you know, sourced from MGP. So it could be two different versions of a 95.5 rye. Sometimes it's just two things that are in common. And I want to know, I want to compare and contrast them and, and see what they are and kind of give a little review and, you know, share that with you guys. So for this one, the first Tuesday night tastings that we're doing, this is going to be Tuesday night fights for sure. Yeah, I brought out the boxing bell for that one. What I'm tasting tonight on Tuesday night fights, and this is kind of all in jest, um, but I have my Elijah Craig single barrel, barrel proof store pick that I did from my store. And then one of my customers, Michael, um, brought me a sample of Irene Tam's Whiskey Mentors, her Elijah Craig barrel pick. Now, full disclosure, I don't know Irene at all. We've never met. 
Uh, I do have friends and other customers who have been down there say wonderful things about her. I've seen her on videos on YouTube. Uh, I follow her as Whiskey Mentors on Instagram. From everything I can see, it looks like she's got an amazing store. And it always seems like she's got about 75 barrel picks in stock at all times at her store. Uh, she seems willing, you know, I, I put up a post about her on Facebook, I don't know, maybe six, seven months ago, because I had seen a video where basically, you know, people went in and she was like, hey, if I've got an extra bottle, I'll crack it and share it with the customer. And that's the approach that I take. Uh, any of you guys out there who have shopped at Wachusa Wine and Spirits know I always keep stuff open. I love sharing and I love talking about it. You know, it's it's what I'm passionate about, whether, again, it's, you know, whether it's a gin that I have or a rum that I have or a bourbon or a scotch or anything quirky. I always love to share it, you know, and I, I get, you know, there are things that are out there. You know, Peter Thomas and I talk about, you know, the kind of unicorns we hunt aren't the same kind of unicorns that everybody else hunts. We like quirky, interesting, unique stuff. I get that sometimes it's hard to take a flyer on some of these things. So I keep open bottles around to taste and to share with you guys. Um, and that seems to be Irene's MO as well. And I do want to get down there to see her. I believe she's in Waterbury, Connecticut. Um, pretty, pretty legendary. So I have her Elijah Craig barrel proof, single barrel store pick and mine. It's Elijah Craig. So I can tell you what I know. It's a 78% corn mash bill. Uh, 10% rye, I think. 10 or 12. It's 78, 12, 10 is the the mash bill. Just want to double check. Yeah. 78, 10% rye, 12% malted barley. So in all reality, it's a fairly low rye content. Um, I don't have much information on hers as far as warehouse goes what i do know is that my pick is an eight-year pick hers is a 10-year pick i know that mine clocks in at 131.3 proof uh so yeah that's that's pretty high up there and then hers is clocking in a little bit higher at 133.6 all things being equal, uh, I know with mine, when I first tasted it, it was 130.7. Uh, and, you know, they sent the samples up. We tasted them. We decided what we wanted. We designed the label. I gave it, you know, the, the cutesy proprietary name. Sent all that info back down there. And while all that was happening, the whiskey was still sitting in the barrel and came in at 131.3. So it actually gained proof points. It actually had a little bit more water evaporation out of the barrel. So I'm going to assume if all things are equal, the fact that hers is two years older will be lending something to those extra couple of proof points in, in her pick. Other than that, same base mash bill in the end. Um, 
Again, I don't know what floor of the warehouse hers was on. I don't think I've tasted any store picks from her. Um, but I feel like for those of us who are actually passionate about what we do and engage, I'm not saying that, you know, whoever does the store picks for a total wine is not passionate about it, but you don't really know who's doing that pick, uh, what their mindset is, what they're looking for. I know when I'm doing a store pick, you know, I, I try to make my picks based on what it is that I like, what it is that I would like to drink, but I also have to make it sellable too. So I try to find a balance of what I think is accessible to the customer. And on this particular pick, out of the three samples, I had one that was just a big, giant, toasty oak bomb, very reminiscent of like a Calumet 15. It just kind of had that that oakiness to it that some people like, some people don't. Uh, I went more for mouthfeel, a little bit less oak, I, and, and a little bit more sort of richness and creaminess. That being said, when it came in, I feel like on mine, the it, it may be the most balanced whiskey I've tasted. Uh, between the proof point, the sweetness, the oak, like there's nothing, in my opinion at least, you know, the oak doesn't overpower anything, but the proof doesn't overpower anything, but the sweetness doesn't overpower anything. There's just a really sort of harmonious blend, which I feel is, you know, Corey helped me with the pick and I tasted through with the owners of the store and we really kind of decided like this is our personality of a store pick. Um, you know, we don't typically pick oak bombs all the way back to my first pick, which was Jefferson's five or six years ago. I've always gone for a richer mouthfeel um, as opposed to anything else. So this is very much in line. If you have had uh, the old Forrester barrel that I did, if you get to taste the Jefferson's that we picked years ago, uh, some of the other Elijah Craig's uh, at the regular 94 proof we've done. Larceny, Eagle Rare. Um, by the way, our most recent pick of Eagle Rare is unbelievable as well. But same thing, big, rich sort of mouthfeel. So I can talk about that, but I don't know, and not having tasted Irene yet, I don't know what her mindset is when she goes into doing picks. Um, but what I do instantly love is you know who's doing the pick so when you go to that store you know who to talk to about the personality of that particular whiskey all right are we ready to get into this tuesday night fights <laughs> love it all right i'm actually going to taste irene's first in fairness and obviously there's some bias to me going in because I did my own pick. Um, and there really doesn't have to be a best. It can all be the best. Um, yeah. All right. By the way, I'm tasting these two whiskeys in New Orleans glasses. I want that wider mouth. I want to dissipate some of those alcohol vapors. I want to keep my hand from heating up the liquid. And I just, I love New Orleans glasses. All right. 
Irene's pick again. Uh, her name was Irene's hug. Uh, and this is one thirty three point six proof. So again, and I'm not taking credit for my whiskey being perfectly balanced because obviously Heaven Hill made the whiskey. They made it perfectly balanced. I'll take credit for picking that one, but I I didn't make the whiskey. And contrary to what some customers believe, they didn't make that whiskey for me. It wasn't, it's not a contract barrel. Um, so this is what I get on Irene's barrel. It's perfectly balanced. That 133.6, that could be 95. That could be 100 proof. I don't think you'd know the difference. It has no heat at all. It's got it's got a little bit more oakiness than mine. Um, and it's got some wood tannins to it. Without a doubt, like it's got a, a little bit of grip around the gums. That's it's a fantastic, fantastic whiskey. Uh, kudos to her, and if I can get down there, I will definitely tell her that. Yeah, it's got one more sip. Yeah, I mean, I can hold that in my mouth and chew on it. There's no Kentucky hug. It's like like nutty, toasted coconut. You know, not as much vanilla. It not as much sweet notes. I mean, this is a this is a serious serious whiskey. Um, yeah, I mean, the finish is lingering. It's a very sort of, this is what makes it all so cool and interesting, is the same base distillate. Hers, obviously, is a couple more years older, but, like, this is, like, dry. This is elegant. It's, yeah, a little bit of stone fruit there in the, the back end, like like some of that apricot. Um, but yeah, more, more nutty, dry, and again, tannic, like, like it leaves a drying effect in my mouth, which I like a lot. And again, nothing has to be the best here. They can just quite possibly be two great whiskeys that belong side by side on a shelf. All right. So I'm going in for mine. Yeah, and I, in all honesty, this is, mine is a bigger mouthfeel. It's a richer, a lot more. So I named mine, for anybody out there who hasn't tried this yet, 
and thank you to everybody who has, who have reached out, you know, and, and messaged me or stopped by the store to tell me how great it was. I appreciate that so much. Um, thank you to ounce of hooch on Instagram. Follow that page as he puts up some great stuff too. Uh, he, he promoted, uh, our barrel pick on his page and I've seen it on a couple other bourbon groups on Facebook as well of people, you know, saying a lot of very kind things about it. It's, it's crazy because they're almost two different whiskeys. One, like I said, Irene's is very dry and a little bit of oakiness, um, very stylish, very elegant. Mine, I named it cinnamon French toasted for a reason. It really reminds me of if you were making cinnamon French toast, the egg batter, the sweet cinnamon, not red hot cinnamon, like cinnamon sugar, you know, like the kind that comes in that little bear, um, toasted French toast, like the breadiness there. And then from the time that I tasted it to the time they bottled it, it developed this extra sweetness. So now it kind of tastes like cinnamon French toast with maple syrup on it, like a rich, dark maple syrup. And it's got a sweetness that lingers. Yeah. I, and again, I'm biased, but I absolutely love this whiskey. Here's what's dangerous about both of these whiskeys, though. At 131, at 133, there's no heat. Like, these are knee buckler whiskeys. It's the kind of thing that you sit down and you do something like I'm doing, and you taste a glass of this, and you, you know, you have the bottle right there, so you pour a little bit more. And then after, you know, you get through two glasses, and you're, you know, starting to taste the third one, and you get up to go to the bathroom, your knees are going to wobble a little bit because you're just not tasting 130 proof going down but your body is taking it in like this is first of all it's a great way to start tuesday night tastings i'm gonna finish this tuesday night tasting because i have about equal amounts in both glasses so i'm actually gonna blend the two of them together and see what we get now, if we were bottling this and we were going to put an age statement on it, we would have to put eight years on it, even though Irene's is 10 years, mine is eight years. You guys know the rules of the game are you have to call it by the youngest age in the blend, not the oldest. So this is upping my proof, but lowering her proof. So we're probably right around 132 on this. And I actually think this is going to make a great blend because you've got her sort of a little bit drier, oakier, tannic, and then my big, rich, sweet whiskey. All right, here we go. Mm. Wow. Wow. I can't imagine that she's got any more of this left. Much like I don't have much more of it left. 
But what I wouldn't give to have a bottle of hers and a bottle of mine and just blend them equally. Her whiskey has the best parts of bourbon that mine is missing. And mine has the best parts that hers is missing. Like the little bit of sweetness kind of balances out those tannins. The older, a little bit more oak dials down some of the sweetness of mine. That is harmonious. I'm glad that I only poured small samples of this um, because I am definitely going <laughs> to rework this blend for another glass. All right. So there it is. Tuesday night tastings. Uh, Side by side, Elijah Craig barrel proof offerings. There doesn't have to be a winner. They can both be great. Uh, again, I don't know, Irene. I don't have any sort of thing invested in it. But from everything I've seen of her online, if you are down in Waterbury, Connecticut, uh, certainly check out her store because it looks amazing. I can't wait to get down there myself. If you're a whiskey person, and I say whiskey person because she does a lot of bourbon, but she does a lot of single malts and she has like starlight single barrels and other sort of distilleries that you know, maybe aren't the traditional kind of bourbon ones, but she's doing bourbon and rye and single malt. And I think she was doing an Irish one. She's just, she seems to be at least a great whiskey account. And if you're up in the West Boston area, Come see me anytime because I love me some bourbon, but I love me some rye, some American single malt. Lots of exciting things happening there. We like it all, and I like the journey, and I like stories, and I like sharing it with people. Um, so, yeah, stop by and visit anytime. All right, I'm going to wrap it up, let you guys get back to your Tuesday night. Uh, full episode coming out this Friday. Looking forward to that. And, uh, as always, I'm humbled by the fact that you guys are out there and listening and digging what I'm doing. Uh, it means the absolute world to me. Uh, I love being on this journey with you guys. Let's keep it going. All right, I'll talk to you guys soon. Cheers. Yay!